Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome back to our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You've got Joe Galina. You've got the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and Sean Engel keeping us entertained as well. The Fantasy Prince producing our show and uh, ready for our number two. I think that was for him. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Probably was. Uh, but, uh, yes. Yeah, I heard this wacky story on the news this week, uh, Jim. Did you, did you hear about this guy that I think he's going to try to legally have his age changed? I think he's 69 years old. I think he's from Europe. Uh, I forget the specific country, but, uh, you know... He's 69, but he said, you know, he looks 49, feels like he's 49. He's going to lobby and and uh, petition the courts to have his age changed to, to 49. What do you think of that? <laughs> it takes all <laughs> kinds to be idiots in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, there you go. I, mean, I guess sometimes it's like, you know, psycho, psychological, right? Maybe just the fact that, you know. If he looks at his license and it has uh, him as a 49-year-old, he says, I think he goes on the dating sites and he feels that he'll get more hits if he says he's 49 and he doesn't want to lie. Like everybody else does. (laughs) (laughs) Like the girl he's trying to hook up with who's actually a a 75-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, legally petition the court. Right, exactly. I'm going to legally uh, petition the courts to take uh, my four and five. Uh, thankfully, I, I, like every once in a while, I'll get a team. I'm not going to lie. That maybe might have started out one and six. So far this year, it's been you know four and five, five and four, twelve and six. Uh, you know, six and three. Maybe I'll petition the courts. I want my four and five team. Uh, it, it's it's a good team, and I feel it really should be. Uh, oh, I don't know. What do you think? Instead of four and five. Six and three. I think four and five is what you got, what you deserve. <laughs> I'm going to petition the courts anyway. I don't care. <laughs> but, Stop you know, I, I, I got a couple of those uh, one and eight teams myself, but it is what it is. It happens. It happens. It does happen. Yeah, yeah you know, I, uh, a year or two, uh, probably two years ago, uh, you know, I was invited into a league, and they know that I do this, you know, they write fantasy articles and and, you know, broadcasting and whatnot. And I started out the season one and six. Uh, it, you know, I felt like it's such an idiot. <laughs> but it happens. You know, <laughs> you, you do the best you can and drafted a team. And, you know, uh, you know, I still had a crappy record at the end. But the, the team, you know, fixed itself, you know, 
eventually, but what are you going to do? Well, in, uh, in, my, in the league in the league that I do with my friends, they don't uh-huh. allow me to come to the draft with anything. I can't use a computer or phone, <laughs> any kind of paperwork, anything. I'm not allowed right. to bring anything or to look at anything of anybody else's while we do the draft. I have to do it purely from memory. Wow. I'm how do you more. usually do with it? Is that well, there you go? There you go. Uh, it's ingrained after a while, right? I mean, we do so hey, much research. When it, and when you do, for me, it's more the drafts. When you do that many drafts, and that's why yeah. I like to do it. You know, I, I know mm-hmm. a lot of them are best ball, and, and you know, a good many of them are free, and that's fine. I'm doing it for my own type of research because I want to see what trends develop, and you know, you get to see players' value changing on a daily basis when you're doing that many drafts, and it's good to right. know that information for when you get to the big drafts, for the money drafts, for the big league, you know, drafts against your friends that you really want to do well. Yeah. You know, doing all that pre-practice before that really comes in handy. The The biggest thing is that you you really don't get phased by anything in the draft. Like, you know, so many people, oh man, he just sniped me at that player. You know what? I never mm-hmm. even think that way. If that player is gone, I just go on to the next player. I don't even worry about getting sniped and you know you got to get out of that head yeah it's a pain in the ass to get sniped but you should be prepared enough where if it does happen you have a backup plan it's gonna happen you could be if you think that in those terms of i want that player specifically you're going to get sniped more often than not Right. right and that's why sometimes it's nice to do these auction drafts right where you could actually if there's somebody particular that you want you know, depending if you have uh, the money left to, to put the bid in, you know, you could kind of have a better shot of getting the specific. If there's like a specific player that you want, you know, auctions. Oh, yeah, no, I go. love auctions. I actually mm-hmm. have one league, and I'll make this quick, one league that's actually doing it a lot different this week, this year. When it comes to free agents, we get together uh, every uh, Saturday night for 15 minutes, and we hold a free agent auction. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. At it, yeah, and we have a lot of fun with it. And I'll tell you what, it's quickly become my, my favorite way to get free agents. I, I think I'm going to mm-hmm. incorporate it into a lot of my leagues next year. There you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, I may steal that from you. Uh, so let's go on to the, uh, the, uh, the Saints taking on uh, the Bengals in Cincinnati. And uh, the Saints are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Over on, they're pretty high in this game, 54-and-a-half. Saints coming off a victory, uh, giving the Rams their first loss of the season, 45-35. to And uh, Bengals coming off of a bye. And uh, no A.J. Green for at least two weeks dealing with a toe injury. I guess the good news is that he doesn't need surgery, at least for now, until we hear uh, in a week that uh, he's going to go on the IR. But uh, this is like, you know, I never own A.J. Green. This year I have him, and then a couple of years ago he was dealing with some a turf toe issue that yeah, bothered right. him for a big chunk of the uh, – every time I yeah, freaking own this guy, he's got a toe injury. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those toe injuries are tough, man. They're, they're hard to play yes. when, you, when you really get that bad turf toe, man. That, that, yeah. Man, that, and try, anything trying to put a, a sneaker or shoe on hurts like hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine. Uh, but uh, this is per. Uh, Evan Silva at Roto-World. Andy Dalton averages uh, nearly a full fantasy point per game less when A.J. Green is not in the lineup. So, uh, 
keep that in mind. But uh, Saints don't have much of a pass rush. They'll be without their uh, star rookie defensive end, Marcus Davenport, with what? A toe injury, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, so what are we thinking in terms of like the uh, Bengals offense? Obviously, Tyler Boyd uh, gets some extra targets, has been great all season long. Uh, He should be. I think he's going to probably still be playing for what we're going yeah, to start to, to see is whether yeah. or not Tyler Boyd can go up against the better cornerbacks and still do what he's yes. doing. Um, yes. You know, anytime you play opposite a great receiver like AJ Green, always gives you that little bit of bump because they have to pay extra attention to him because of what mm-hmm. he can do with him off the field. All that pressure starts to go to you because opposite right. him now is probably John Ross. Um, you know, mm-hmm. look, he's got some talent. He can't stay healthy. Hasn't really shown anything yet, so we don't know what to expect. Defenses are absolutely going to be rolling to Boyd. So now we're going to have to see. Luckily, he's got right now the worst defense in the league against opposing wide receivers, 32nd in, in, you know, Saints. And in a game where right now the Saints offense is clicking and Cincinnati's defense is doing nothing, that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Cincinnati's going to be in comeback mode. They're going to have to try and put points on the board. So, you know, I think this passing game is going to put up points, but we're going to have to see where Boyd comes out in this one. That's going to be the big story for the rest of the season. Can he be a number one wide receiver if he has to be? Yeah, that's a very good point. And uh, John Ross, a lot of speed, but so far he hasn't been able to to translate that into fantasy production. And part of that, like you mentioned, has been his health. Yeah, no, it's look, it it is what it is. He's been that guy that everybody expected more from uh, hasn't Mm -hmm. hit yet. Let's see what he can do, um, you know, with a bigger role and, you know, the chances being there with A.J. Green out, he should get more of an upside here. Uh, but, uh, again, need to see it's going to be hard to trust this week for all those people trying to figure out if they got a, the score. I think he might be one of those guys that, you know, is a contrarian play in a, a large GPP that comes out of right. nowhere and puts up a big game this week. Alex Erickson, another guy to look at if you play in a real deep league. But uh, yeah. And uh, obviously, uh, tight end C.G. Uzuma. Uh, Joe Mixon uh, having a nice year, 4.8 yards per carry, four touchdowns in the six games he's played. Uh, Saints have been pretty good against the run, but they've given up uh, touchdowns in four of their last five to running backs. Uh, and season long, I'm putting Joe Mixon in, no? Yeah, it, it's a, a tough one. Like you said, they have given up a. You know, the touchdowns, still not giving up a a ton of yardage. Uh, They've actually only given up 421 yards on the ground so far, only allowing an average of 3.1 yards per carry and 52 yards a game on the season. Mm. So, you know, not big numbers. He's going to have to get in the end zone to give you viability at all as an RB2 this week. For me, he's more, you know, RB3 flex type of guy this week than Mm -hmm. he is a, Mm -hmm. a true, you know, RB2. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for him, no doubt about it. Yeah, and uh, from the Saints side with their offense, we uh, talked about Des Bryant that they signed him. Uh, I think he made a one point two five million, right, just for uh, the two yeah, days just of work. Signing, right? well, signing and <laughs> yeah. getting hurt, so yeah, he yeah. Did get hurt. Brandon Marshall that, might that be next. That wasn't in his plans. <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, I don't know. Brandon Marshall doesn't excite me at all. Cameron Meredith uh, to the IR, uh, knee scope. Uh, Traquan Smith, we had a lot of hope for, uh, averaging uh, four targets for the last four weeks. And your man, Ben Watson, TDs in two of his last three. Uh, 
might not run enough routes to pick up enough targets, but uh, he was your guy, and uh, he's do- been doing pretty well past two uh, of three weeks. He, he got off to a slow start, but he's finally starting yeah. to round out. And you yeah. know, th- this is what I expected from him early in the season. I'm glad to see it, it's finally starting to hit that, hit that way. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. this is the problem that you have with Breeze, though, is he's not afraid to, to throw the ball at anybody. You know, you get Josh mm-hmm. Hill involved in there. You you know, you get other players that are involved. And then, then when you add Alvin Kamara, who can go off at any time, yeah. if he all of a sudden scores three touchdowns, then you don't really need Watson to go big. And that's when we mm-hmm. see him drop off. Uh, so, you know, like he did against the Vikings. Uh, look, he, he's still showing he can still play this game, even at uh, 37 years old. You know, he, he's still yep. got the talent to play in this league. And I hope he continues because I, I like like watching him play. He's one of my favorite uh, tight ends to watch play. There you go. And uh, Drew Brees, of course, having a you know a fantastic year, 18 touchdowns and interception. Uh, last three games, uh, they've been they've been running. I mean, ever since uh, Ingram's there, I mean, uh, season long uh Pass play percentage, 56% over the last three games. They're running more, 47% pass play uh, percentages. And uh, another thing to note, I mean, you're not going to sit Breeze, but uh, he's averaging 32 fantasy points per game when he plays at home and uh, just a little over 20 on the road. But uh, uh, Kamara should also have, obviously, a, a good uh, game because Bengals been susceptible to pass catching back- backs. Uh, Bengals been susceptible to backs, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> Over the last five weeks, they're actually 31st in the league against opposing running backs in points per game. Uh, of course, PPR points, folks, if, if you're not, uh, when I talk, I'm talking PPR. Sorry for all you standard people and half PPR. Hey, don't do you. I do PPR. Live with it. Um, <laughs> so when I, I'm talking there, 31st over the last five games in PPR points allowed to opposing running backs, giving it on the ground and in the air. Uh, so, you know, I'm, it, this this is going to be a wide-open game, and I, I think that over-under, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it would be higher, to be honest. Uh, I, I expect this game to go high. So you like the over on this game? I do like the over a lot on this game. And, uh, I, I man, it, a lot of people worried that this could be a trap game for the Saints. Breeze doesn't play as well on the road. Laying six-and-a-half to a, a – Cincinnati team that you know not so bad at five and three playing okay when they need to. Uh, I mean, I'm having a hard time with the six and a half points. I really am. I, I don't think I make that bet either way. That that's a tough number for me. Mm. It is tough with the uh, Bengals as the home dog, right? Yeah, six but and a half. Is if you, a tough, tough number. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Saints man, coming off of a, a big win against the Rams. But A.J. Green, no A.J. Green. Uh, I might take the Bengals in this. With, with this. I might take the points. I mean, you know, again, I agree with you. I really don't love this game. You know, I probably wouldn't bet it. But if I had to, I think I'd take the six and a half with the Bengals. Yeah, I, I could see both sides of this. And that's why when I, mm-hmm. when I can clearly see clearly see a path for it to go either way and this one i do mm-hmm. look everybody's worried that the saints have a letdown after that big game beating the rams uh last week but for me this is almost like okay we beat the rams now you know what we're not letting up we're going to keep our foot to the ground and and we're just going to mm-hmm. start rolling over people i could see that happening as well they have the weapons to do that even with 
Des Bryant being lost. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because you have Drew Brees there, he can do it at any time. You know, so yep. it, he's got enough weapons around him that he can do it. Traquan Smith should get more of a look-see if they can't bring anybody else in. You know, it, it's just a good offense. And if the defense could play even a little bit better, uh, they, they could, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But mm-hmm. this offense is going pretty well right now, and I, I think it's yeah. going to stay that way. All right. Uh, next game we're going to talk about is the uh, Falcons at the Browns. And uh, we'll start it after the uh, next commercial break. But I do have a prop bet for you uh, regards their head coach for next season. They're meaning the Browns. Will Bruce Arians, former head coach of the Cardinals, be the head coach of the Browns for game one of the 2019 regular season? Uh, the odds are yes, plus 450. No, minus 850. Yeah, I, I don't think it happens, but man, I would love that for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I would love to see that happen for for that for Baker Mayfield for Jarvis Landry. Uh, I would mm-hmm. uh, absolutely love to see that. But you know, I, uh, I I just don't know if he's got it in him to take on all of that stress mm-hmm. and time and effort. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't, didn't he leave the coaching gig because of health reasons? Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah. He's had some issues, and it's just hard to see him come back from that. He's got the eye of the tiger, and he wants to coach again, though. Well, he did say he one of the few teams. Weekend Fantasy Update. We'll be back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. We're on a highway to hell. Because that's where our GPS took us. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, My GPS always uh, takes me there. (laughs) So uh, we're a little more than halfway through the NFL season. And DailyRoto.com's NFL Optimizer has already produced millions in winnings for its subscribers, including multiple winners in the hundreds of thousands. And they even produced a $1 million winner. And with the NBA in full swing, the DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. And subscribers are crushing in on a nightly basis. If you're hooked... You can now buy the DailyRotor.com Elite Package, giving you access year-round to the suite of successful tools and projections that DailyRotor.com subscribers have been using to print money in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA Daily Fantasy. And when you sign up for the Elite Package, you'll get the new NFL betting tools they've rolled out, including against the spread, money line, game totals, and player props. 
So head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and check out what the Elite Package has to offer. If you don't have a problem with winning money, I don't. Now, I wonder when we're going to – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just got to finish this. But uh, I was going to say, if you don't have a problem with winning money year-round, you're going to love it. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. And so you were wondering something? Oh, yeah. No, I, I was wondering when they're going to have a commercial with guys like us uh, where Der- Daily Roto has turned me into a hundred air. There you go. There you go. Well, you just did one. Yeah, there they'll you just go. Pull, put the, they'll pull a clip and uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you could just totally change up your voice a little and just be like, oh, I'm just a millionaire. I'm totally not the fancy Taz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sean, set me up now. <laughs> so uh, we got the uh, Falcons uh, traveling to Cleveland, and they're taking on the Browns, and they're a six and a half point favorite, and the over under in this game is fifty one. And uh, so uh, Freddie Kitchens uh, called the plays for the Browns uh, last week, right? Uh, and uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's got on paper, I guess he's got a decent matchup. No, Falcons uh, third among uh, fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. They've given up. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. they're just getting lit up. They've given up, uh, you know, over twenty five hundred passing yards already. Eighteen passing touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just both it actually. Falcons are getting lit up across the board. Now, they did just get Bruce Irving, um, and yeah. they should be getting Jones back uh, maybe, if not this week, then next week. So that definitely is a little bit of a help moving forward. But up until now and this week, I think they're going to have a hard time. I don't know how much they can integrate Bruce Irving so quickly. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're definitely not getting it done so far uh, on the season that way. And that's why they're 4-4 four and four because, I mean, Matty Ice is playing lights out. This offense is doing well. It's just this defense is getting lit up too. Mm-hmm. And uh, a guy that uh, I'd like to highlight, uh, Kitchen's really uh, – Used Duke Johnson last week, uh, set season highs in, in touches, targets, and routes run, scored twice against the Chiefs, uh, and the Falcons are giving up the most receptions to running back so far this season. Uh, so it should be another nice week for the Duke. It should, absolutely. On paper, it looks like a perfect matchup for him again. And, you know, it was mm-hmm. was good to see him get involved. It didn't make any sense that he wasn't in, and probably one of the right. big reasons uh, that the old coaches are now gone, because it didn't make any sense. They were fighting mm-hmm. to find a number two wide receiver that could do anything. And while he's mm-hmm. a running back, he, he was your second best receiver on the team. You needed to get him more involved one way or the other, and they just didn't. Hopefully, this is the trend that Kitchens wants to go moving forward. And I expect it is. He's definitely a guy who wants to spread that ball, you know, get that those defenses back on their toes as opposed to letting them come at his young quarterback at all times. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. this trend continues. And like you said, Atlanta is a team that's given up a ton over the middle to, to running backs and, you know, a lot of free area there for them. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, they've been weak against the slot receivers. So uh, Landry, also Jarvis Landry, uh, should have himself a nice day as well, right? 
Uh, I'm hoping, again, on paper it looks that way. Absolutely all signs point <laughs> to it, which means it's never going to happen. No, right, I'm right. betting on Landry. Landry's in my light ups. Uh, you know, I, I have him in, in – I think I have him at number – uh, 14 this week. So I, I do like Landry. I'm just making a joke, people. So That's don't fine. give me That's nasty fine. emails or, or tweets. <laughs> yeah, Where's the laugh track, uh, Sean? He made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he must be sleeping. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Tevin Coleman coming off of a big week. All of a sudden he has four TDs in the three weeks. I was ready to write him off. I mean, uh, Edo Smith also the last week, uh, you know, was a lot of offense for the Falcons. So uh, Edo with the uh, 60 yards and a touchdown, and uh, should be another decent week for uh, Falcon running backs. Browns give up the fourth, fourth most fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, yep, yeah, again, these guys should should both be highly involved. We're seeing, you know, snap counts getting pretty close between the two of them. So, you know, we're definitely getting that two-headed monster. But uh, mm-hmm. they are... You know, playing well, and as long as Edo Smith continues to get into the end zone, then he's going to prevent present value where he, where he can be had. But uh, when he doesn't hit that end zone, then you're going to be you know looking at a six seven point game. And speaking of hitting the end zone, your buddy Julio Jones scored a touchdown last week. How about that? Hey, it, you know what? It, it's good. It finally happened. You know, I'm sure it yeah. was becoming the, the albatross around the neck type of thing where you know, it, it, the longer it went on, the more pressure it created, the more stress it created. So I'm glad it's done. The man, the man is still one of the best in the game, whether he scores another oh, yeah. touchdown all year or not. Yeah. My issue with him in the past is, was, was his health. But uh, over the past couple of years, you know, he's been uh, – Getting it done. Can't can't argue with that. Hey, I got another prop bet for you uh, regarding this game. Nick Chubb, uh, rushing yards versus Atlanta. Over or under 90? Uh, okay. This, yeah, this – man, uh, again, I, I said this all week on the frenzy. To, to me, Chubb has been the hardest thing for me to, to evaluate this week when I look at this matchup. Look, mm-hmm. it, it, great matchup for him. It, it should be. I mean – Falcons, while giving up a ton through the air, are still being beat on the ground, uh, allowing an average of a touchdown a game on the season. So they're definitely giving it up. My problem here is if Atlanta does get out to an early start, then you're going to see Chubb take that back seat to Duke Johnson for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's still ah, – but we we thought the same thing last week, and he still had 22 carries in a game where they mm-hmm. were being beat um, – no, where they they got up heavy, um, yeah. Sorry, they, he that's still okay. got twenty two carries. Uh, I lost my whole train of thought mm-hmm. there for a second. Yeah, he still right. had twenty two carries that game. If he gets twenty two carries in this game, he's going to have mm-hmm. a good game. So as long as they continue to get him that many carries, I like him. But if they mm-hmm. fall behind early and he doesn't, if he only gets you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen carries, then he's not going to return a, a good value this week. So he's really right. been tough on me. And right now, I I still don't have a firm grasp of what I expect from him. Mm. Past three weeks, he's averaging just a little over nineteen carries per game and almost seventy-seven yards rushing per game. Uh, so the ninety, you bring up a very good point in terms of Duke Johnson. Uh, it might be a, end up being kind of a Duke Johnson kind of day, but you know what? I'll take the I'll take the over on the ninety. Well, there you go. I, just, I can see it happening that way too. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't see a clear definition one way or the other on this one with him. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. All he needs is like like one uh, twenty-one yard uh, 
run, and then you know a bunch of little ones, and he'll get there, right? Oh uh, no, I don't even think he needs that. Yeah. I, I, well, I, yeah. if they give him twenty-two carries, I think he goes over a hundred yards. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're not stopping anybody. I think he goes over, you know, the hundred yards. I, I'm just worried about mm-hmm. the number of carries. Right, Austin Hooper. You like him this week? I, I do like Austin Hooper. You know, but. Uh, like so many tight ends this year, he could definitely go away at times, and that bothers me. But, yeah, they've been getting him more involved, and I like seeing that. Uh, you know, but then, uh, like the last two weeks, he didn't get in the end zone, and we saw his, his targets go way down. You know, weeks mm-hmm. five and six, he had 22 targets in those two games. Over the last two, mm-hmm. he's only had seven. So, yeah, it, it's really hard. Ryan is spreading the ball around so well that he's getting to be a point where it's very hard to trust him. But this is mm-hmm. a great matchup for him. Yeah. Who do you like in this game with the uh, with the uh, spread and the over-under? Browns on the uh, Browns home yeah. on the dog. Yeah. Uh, getting six and a half over-under 51. Yeah. This would be a hard pass for me. I don't like this game. I, I can't figure it out. In my head, um, to mm-hmm. me, on paper, it looks like it should clearly go over. I think the over looks good on paper. Uh, the Atlanta laying the six and a half, I, I don't love a ton. Uh, Cleveland, mm-hmm. you know, with the uptick last week, had a, a good game against KC. Kept themselves. They hung the with KC for, for a little part. bit. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They hung from for a while, and you know, of course, mm-hmm. KC got going, but that's KC. Uh, Atlanta mm-hmm. could do the same thing. Uh, you know, man, just one or two friendly bounces for Cleveland, and they're in this game. There's no doubt right. about it. So I, I just, it, it's such a tough one for me uh, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch this one with a ten foot pole. Yeah. I don't feel that strongly about it, but I think I would take the uh, the Browns and the points. Right. This. Okay. And I agree I, I with you. I think that, I think, yeah, and I think I think it goes over as well. So it should be it should be a fun game to watch. It uh, it absolutely should be a fun game to watch. Uh, balls to the wall, mm-hmm. just go for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, why don't we uh, travel now to Tennessee, where uh, uh, Titans have a chance for uh, some revenge against the New England Patriots. And uh, the uh, Patriots are a seven and a half point favorite. Over under in this game is a forty eight. Uh, Titans defense, uh, you know, we've been we've been talking about it, and uh, you know, people in the know. Seventeen point six points allowed per game. That's the best in the NFL. Unfortunately, they're tied for third fewest points scored per game at sixteen point eight. And uh, you know, five of their last seven games have been decided by three points or less. So uh, they've been playing some tight games, obviously. Yeah, their defense is, is playing great. Uh, you know, they're uh, fifth against opposing quarterbacks over the last five weeks, third against opposing running backs, uh, second against opposing tight ends. Uh, but they've been beaten up a little bit by, by wide receivers, uh, 16th in the league at wide receiver. So they're, mm-hmm. they're playing some tight games. Uh, they've had some really good games. Uh, New England's playing really well at this point, though. I, I don't think Tennessee's enough. To hold them, I think New England is definitely the play here, even laying the the 7.5 points. I, I just think they're playing too well. Even with Deion Lewis seeking revenge on his former team? <laughs> looks like he's taken. <laughs> looks like he's taken over uh, that backfield at this stage, uh, you know. At least for now. I mean, uh, out touched uh, Derrick Henry uh, twenty three to eight. Out snapped him eighty four percent to twenty percent Monday night. 
Uh, and if there's one thing the Patriots are susceptible to, they've given up the second most receiving yards to running backs, and that's uh, Deion Lewis's specialty. And it is, absolutely. And, you know, this is something that should have happened earlier in the season, but, you know, with Ma- yeah. Mariota getting hurt and everything mm-hmm. that, that happened, this, this offense never really got running. Now that Mariota mm-hmm. does look like he's healthy, we, we're starting to see an uptick from him, and that'll help. And Lewis getting more involved is definitely what this team needed to do. Let's face it, Derrick Henry doesn't scare anybody. Uh, he, he's mm-hmm. basically a plotter when you compare him to Deion Lewis. <laughs> uh, much better play there. And, you know, I, I don't I think Tennessee puts up a fight for a half. Mm-hmm. But then I think in the second second half is all New England. I, there I just, you go. Yeah, you know, one, one of the, I, I love Josh Gordon this week. I think his matchup yeah. is excellent. I think he has a great oh, yes. game. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he's definitely one of the guys I like. But on, on the other side of the coin, I, I like Mariota this week as well. I think he's going to have to throw the ball enough to give himself, you know, a, a really good fantasy game. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's definitely somebody that I'm taking a chance on in a few of my DFS lineups. Uh, I mm-hmm. think he's a guy that could definitely outperform his his dollar amount in a good way. Yeah, yeah the Patriots have uh, also allowed the league's third most quarterback rushing yards so far this year. So that's another strong point of Mariota. Uh, well, they're allowing Corey 285 Dave- yard passing yards a game. They're allowing mm-hmm. more than two touchdowns a game to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they're allowing 6.3 yards per carry to quarterbacks as well. So, like you said, it, yeah. all signs point to Mariota having a, a nice game here. Yeah. Uh, worried about Corey Davis, though, uh, against uh, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, shut down uh, cornerback. And also, no Taewon Taylor, so keep that one in mind. Also, on the Patriots side, I think uh, doubtful that Gronk plays, right? Uh, that's the right. latest it's that I It's not looking good. Mm. Yeah, the, one of the uh, mm-hmm. local beat writers says it doesn't look, from what he's heard, that Gronk is going to play. Uh, and let's mm-hmm. face it, Gronk hasn't looked healthy pretty much all season, been staying in mm-hmm. the block too often, uh, and mm-hmm. that's not a good sign. Uh, they're afraid of him going out there and getting, you know, hit and all that. And he's such a great blocker, so why not? Yeah. But uh, they, they may Tennessee also may not have uh, Tajay Sharp, so they could mm. be looking at some, uh, some real deep down names here coming out of nowhere. They might call to you. Put up points. Yeah. Well, they don't want to call me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So that you know, Corey Davis. Look, he, he continues to get a ton of targets. Uh, but yes. you're right. He's got a tough matchup this week. Uh, whether or not he could, could do it, he hasn't been doing it consistently. Uh, it's very hard to trust. Mm. And this could be an interesting game because uh, Patriots' offense has been on fire. Six straight wins. Uh, Sony Michelle questionable. Looks like he might give it a shot to play. <clears throat> Corderell Patterson now in some uh, fantasy leagues. I know in Yahoo, he's wide receiver running back eligible. So that's going to be interesting too. With uh, see how he does. After the last hey, week. look, well, he, he's shown he could get done what they need him to do. You know, the short yardage bursts up the middle, and he's not afraid to run through the, the you know, the tackle box. And uh, he could do those one-yard plunges. Fine. He's a big boy. So that mm-hmm. that's, you know, no problem there. And, look, if Sony Michelle goes down, they're going to go right back to him because he would have of what he did in those two games. So if you have Patterson at this point, I'd say hold. If you got the bench spots, hold him uh, because if – Michelle goes out and misses any more time, which is he's shown he definitely does. That knee is definitely bothering him. Then Patterson could definitely come into play, and it might just be for you know playoff time. 
Yep, yep. Hey, I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Titans and the points. Uh, Titans blitz quarterbacks. Tom Brady does not like. That. I think t- I think the Patriots win. I think it'll be close though. Uh, we Giant fans, we know that uh, Brady doesn't like to be blitzed, right? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and uh, let's face it, uh, Titans have a decent uh, decent defense. So they do have I'll a decent defense, and they're playing yeah. at home. But totally get yeah. you. Yeah, we'll like I said, I right, think they come play, back? play strong for a half. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, uh, Colts-Jaguars, we'll talk about that matchup next when we come back. A weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Love this song. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, along with Jim Day, Sean Angle, producing our show. I don't know if you noticed, uh, Jim, we actually got a, a question on Twitter. And, uh, hey, maybe uh, at the start of the next hour, we'll take some calls, 844-843-6879. Any lineup questions that you have, uh, trade questions, or what have you, any other questions you have. Uh, but we got a question from uh, Jeffrey Lee, and uh, he says he's playing against uh, Christian McCaffrey's monster game this week, so he needs some upside, and he asks – should he start Fitzmagic over Breeze? Hmm. Whoa, uh, you know one. what? <laughs> Look, it, it is a tough one. There's no doubt. But what I will say is that actually it's weird to say this, but Breeze has more negatives against him in mm-hmm. my mind. Um, he may not have to throw so much if the running game goes off on, on uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if that happens, he may not have to throw as much, and that scares wow. me uh, just mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, it's just gnawing concerns. We just don't have those concerns with Fitz. He's going to throw the ball no matter what. <laughs> His yes. rushing game yes. isn't going to beat anybody. His defense mm-hmm. isn't going to beat anybody. Um, Washington's defense has not been playing well over the last five weeks. They're actually 32nd against opposing quarterbacks, 31st against opposing wide receivers. So they've been getting beat on big time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I, I look, you need upside. I'm saying Fitzpatrick gives you the upside this week uh, just because I'm not sure – Drew Brees is going to have to. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said, that Fitzpatrick is going to throw the ball no matter what. Even if his receiver's not open, he's going to force the ball in. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly and, uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just his, uh, uh, you know, the way he plays the game. 
And uh, a lot of times it works out great, and every once in a while he ends up taking a seat on the bench because it doesn't. But uh, it, it, that's such an interesting – at the start of the season, would you even think that you would – you know, that would be a question that you'd be asked, you know, Breeze or Fitzpatrick at this stage. No, of course but, not. But uh, every year yeah, there's, yeah. there's questions like that, that guys that sure. pop out of nowhere, and, you know, all of a mm-hmm. sudden you get these grizzled veterans that are always topping their game, and all of a sudden they're not mm-hmm. having a great season. And like you mentioned earlier, we're, we're seeing that. Yeah. Guys like Brady – uh, Rogers, uh, Wilson, all not having the kind of numbers we're used to seeing from these guys. And even Breeze yeah. for a few of those games where he was only attempting 30 passes a game. He, he wasn't mm-hmm. getting those big fantasy numbers. So, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to start to see that. And people think uh, it's such a stupid question, but it really isn't. No, uh, One thing I tell everybody <laughs> is outside of week four, when they played Chicago, when they first benched Fitzmagic, every other week, whoever has been at quarterback for Tampa Bay has been top six or better. Mm-hmm. There you go. Straight from the Taz's mouth. All right. Uh, Colts and the Jaguars. Man, the Jaguars really have been reeling. So we have uh, the Colts home and a three-point favorite, 46-and-a-half over under. Battle of two, three, and five teams. But uh, the Colts are like a three and five team. I think that nobody wants to play, right? I mean, uh, they've outscored their opponents seventy nine to thirty three over the past two weeks, and Jags are scoring an average of eleven and a half points per game over the past four weeks. And uh, big news here for Jacksonville is uh, Leonard Fournette's back. So, uh, question: uh, How much do the Jags use him? I mean, is he going to get the the twenty? Uh, carries this week, or do they ease him back into it? I mean, they did trade for Carlos Hyde. T.J. Yeldon hasn't been terrible. I mean, uh, you wonder how, how that affects their playing time. Yeah, and it, believe me, right now, uh, again, as much problem as I'm having with trouble, I'm having with uh, Fournette because, look, to me, if, if Fournette is healthy and they're going to give him 20 carries a game going forward and he stays healthy, then they gave away nothing. Uh, I mean, they gave away a lot for Carlos Hyde, a guy they don't plan to use. Um, you know, mm-hmm. does he get, you know, five, six touches a game? Oh, uh, so what? Um, you know, it really hurts Yeldon as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. Fournette, it, it's tough. Will, will he get a full range of carries in week one? Ah, man, that, that's anybody's guess at this point. The only one that know, knows that is going to be the coaches in yeah. Fournette. Um, right. Just don't know how much they're going to use him this game. Can you trust him? Hell no, you can't trust him. He hasn't, fi- right. he hasn't finished a game all year that he started. Um, so, you know, why could you trust right. him now? The team obviously doesn't trust him. Otherwise, why go out and pay for Carlos Hyde when you had a, right. a guy who was doing a decent job as a backup already in Yeldon, who was doing pretty well for you? Um, you know, well, actually doing much better in fantasy than he was doing for them uh, as at an NFL level, which is why they got Hyde. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense if Fournette is back and healthy now. He scares me. Uh, I know there's a mm-hmm. lot of people out there saying go out and invest in Fournette right now. And, you know, if you can get him for next to nothing, that's sure. In a season long, it, it's worth the, the chance because if he is healthy, mm-hmm. he will get 20 touches a game and be able to produce yes. in this offense. Uh, but it, you're taking the risk. As long as you're not giving away a big piece, why not take some risk? You have to to win championships. Uh, so, you know, it, it, two different things here. I, I am worried about him, but he is also a guy that gives you major upside if he can get yeah. healthy. Same with Dalvin Cook. So right. th- these are guys that you should go out and try and be getting right now if you can. Just don't pay through the roof for him. 
Mm-hmm. Here's a prop bet for you that I just made up. I mean, uh, what quarter will we see Fournette on the sidelines holding his hamstring? Or you know, oh. <laughs> what quarter will an announcer say, well, I don't see Fournette out there. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, Fournette being there definitely hurts uh, Blake Bortles' uh, fantasy production, obviously, right? Because then they'll focus on the run and whatnot. And, and if uh, Fournette's there, I mean, you weren't going to start, uh, I mean, you're really not starting uh, D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, or Dante Moncrief, unless you're playing a real deep league. But now with Fournette back, I think they, they fade even more. Oh, absolutely. They fade even more. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just just not a good risk. And, you know, Bortles hurts his own value all by himself. He, he doesn't need Fournette to help him. But the, mm-hmm. just the, the less amount of chances, you know, takes away his downside for the team either too so they they look at it that way hurts fantasy owners yes but like you said the, the receiver is very hard to count on uh one mm-hmm. week it's one guy next week it's the next guy <laughs> the only one that really hasn't been in play much lately at all is keelan cole uh mm-hmm. westbrook and moncrief seem to go back and he was back. the guy i liked the best to start the season well, after uh, marquise lee went down yeah, yeah <laughs> so well, sh- shows what i know yeah um <laughs> colts um andrew luck hasn't been sacked in his last 160 160- uh, dropbacks. How about that? Look at yeah, that, New York Giants. See what happens uh, when you uh, you know invest in your uh, offensive. I guess the, I shouldn't say that because the Giants did try. I mean, they they got bold and they they drafted uh, Willie Hernandez. But uh, you know, they're not used to seeing Luck not being sacked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those guys are, are coming together real well, playing some excellent mm-hmm. football right now, and it, it's showing. Luck has been mm-hmm. on a, a freaking crazy binge of, yeah. what, 14, uh, 18 touchdowns in the last five games. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, so he, he's just flat out just winging the ball all over the place. Uh, a few tough matchups coming up for him, though. Jaguars, Titans, uh, sandwich around the Dolphins, but then the Jaguars again, and then the Cowboys week mm-hmm. 15. Not the greatest schedule, but it don't matter to him. He's going to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. I think he's going to continue to do that. Marlon Mack is a guy I don't love this week. I think he's going to struggle. Uh, he's he's cleared not, to play. I need him. <laughs> well, he's cleared to play, but he is. You know, he's yeah. got a tough matchup here. You know, mm-hmm. Jaguars. While they the defense hasn't been the same uh, as far mm-hmm. as uh, quarterbacks, they've definitely dropped on quarterbacks. They've stayed steady on running backs all year. They've only allowed four rushing touchdowns on the season, uh, allowing about uh, 85 yards a game to the position as a total. Um, at you know, I think 3.8 yards a carry. Just not giving up a ton on the ground. And while Mac has been running great, I, I think he struggles in this one. Yep. Source that about Mac. First Colt running back since Joseph Adai in 2007 to rush for 100 plus yards in back to back games. Remember Joseph Adai? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's a blast. That's a blast from the past, huh? <laughs> uh, I got a, a prop better. Go ahead. Well, I just want to make one one more point here. One of the sure. things that does does go in Indianapolis' favor is that that uh, Jacksonville does have two cornerbacks out. AJ Bowie is out this week, as mm-hmm. is Quentin Meeks. Um, so while they still have Jalen Ramsey, who probably is on Hilton most of the game, should open up a, a, some spots for Ryan Grant, who's coming back this week, who I yes. think is excellent. GPP contrarian play today. I don't think he'll be highly mm-hmm. owned at all. And he should right. definitely be involved in this game because Ramsey should be shadowing Hilton most of the game. I like Grant to come up in this one and get a, a few more targets here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a prop uh, bet for you regarding Andrew Luck and uh, passing touchdowns over under two and a half. Do you think he uh, throws more than uh, two and a half or uh, under? So it's basically three or two. <laughs> I'm going with the over. Uh, look, he, that's mm-hmm. what he's averaging right now. He's averaging the three, mm-hmm. and that's the over. Uh, you know, I know Jaguars are tough defense. I do. But we've seen, mm-hmm. and we talked about it earlier, uh, good defenses get taken down by good offenses, and Luck is playing some great football right now. Yeah. Uh, Jack Doyle comes back, right? Uh can Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron uh, coexist? I mean, I, I, th- I would think Doyle is better in, in PPR, right? I mean, uh, I mean, Ebron had been targeted a lot in the red zone. Uh, he was tied for fourth most in the NFL. And uh, in the three games that Doyle's played, seven targets uh, per game. And in those same three games, Ebron's averaged just four targets. But uh, I think Ebron maybe has a better chance to score a touchdown. What do you think uh, about the Doyle-Ebron situation? Well, this is this is how the numbers break down. In the games where they both played, Doyle's yeah. outsnapped Ebron 193 to 70. He's out-targeted mm-hmm. him 22 to 12, and has four mm-hmm. red zone targets to Ebron's three. What we did see in the very beginning of the season was Ebron was the one getting those touchdowns, uh, but mm-hmm. Doyle is getting the same opportunities. Ebron was just making better with them at the beginning of the season. Um, last week with Doyle returning, Ebron played just 18% of the snaps, uh, which is, is much lower than what he was seeing before that. Look, they have a chance to coexist, but Ebron is going to need those touchdowns to become mm-hmm. a viable fantasy option each week. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be hard for him to put you up into double digits if he doesn't score. But we do know that Luck does like to look for him there. Right. Uh, and a snap played percentage, I quote it, you quote it, we all quote it in the industry. Do you think that it's like an overused stat? I mean, because basically on, on, on the King's credo, you know, opportunity doesn't always lead to, to production. I mean, it's definitely something no, it, to use. Don't no, get me wrong. Not, you have to be on the field. but Yeah, right. It's I'm not. Sorry. I don't think it's overused. Um, snap to me, it, it really does. You have to be on the field. If you're not on mm-hmm. the field, chances of you scoring fantasy points, much harder. Much harder to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if you catch the ball out, <laughs> on the sideline. It doesn't do you any good. Um, so you got to be on the field. The problem, you know, it comes down to what you do with it when you are on the field. Luckily, these mm-hmm. both of these guys have done well when, when had the opportunity. Doyle is just the number one there. Uh, he came yeah. from having a great year last year. You know, I think we see them continue to run, you know, a few more 12 sets here where they're playing the one running back and the two tight ends and getting them both involved. Uh, I just think Doyle is going to continue to see more opportunity and he has produced with that opportunity. So while Scott mm-hmm. always says opportunity doesn't you know, always give you results, we have two guys here that when given the opportunity have given you results. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh we are heading out to a commercial in a few minutes, but we start talking about this uh, Chiefs-Cardinals game. And uh, my uh, email tapped out. So uh, I have this as a 16-and-a-half-point uh, uh, favorite for the Chiefs and the over-under 49-and-a-half. They're playing in Kansas City. What do you have this as? Well, actually, I, just before the show, it was at minus 17 now with a 50 Ooh, okay. over-under. There you go. All right. Uh, so for we got some the Chiefs reason, at Vegas eight. does – Vegas doesn't have a money line on this. I'm not sure why. Hmm. 
All right. Well, the Chiefs eight and one, Cardinals at two and six. I have a prop uh, bet for you. Shoot. Will the Kansas City Chiefs win <laughs> by thirty or more points in Week Ten? The odds are yes, plus three hundred. No, minus five hundred. Well, win by how much? Thirty points or more. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, and it's kind of hard to say no, but at home, their defense has been playing better. Arizona's still struggling. Yeah, you know what? I, if I'm going to play any bet there, I, I'd play the over. <laughs> I could see an easy, you know, like a, a 44 to 10 game. Right. Yeah, it could happen, no doubt. Uh, here's another one for you. Uh, and it involves uh, Cardinals are one of the choices. Uh, who's going to have the first overall draft pick uh, in the uh, 2019 NFL draft? Uh, the odds are Raiders plus 125, Cardinals plus 400, 49ers plus 450. Where are my Giants? they got to get number one. Yeah, you, I hope so. <laughs> it wasn't part of this prop, but yeah. <laughs> so that's your, that's your answer, yeah, right? Well, yeah, no, it's not going to happen because Odell Beckham Jr. says they're going to win out. <laughs> if yeah. they win out, they are stupider than they look. Um, <laughs> simple but, as that. Know, uh, he says, look, you know, just the same way we lost the first seven, you know, seven games, one and seven, uh, we could win out. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> again, the, the – Getting rid of Snacks Harrison, getting rid of Eli Apple, keeping mm-hmm. Eli in as the starting quarterback, nothing would phase me as being stupider than what they've already mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, of these three, so you're, you're sticking with the Giants is uh, having uh, the if, if overall those are the only, th- only three options I yeah. have, then I would say Oakland. But I do think it's going to be the Giants. Yeah. Oakland, but man. they are stupid <laughs> enough to win a few games and ruin that. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got got another uh, question on uh, Twitter. Might as well uh, answer that one. Uh, Louis underscore two one three tweets out to us: Traquan Smith or Anthony Miller this week? Traquan Smith and the Saints. Anthony Miller from the Bears. Man, I, I'm not. I don't love either one of these. To be honest, uh, Detroit though, their their secondary has been trending downward tremendously lately. Um, over the last five weeks, over the year, they're fifth against opposing wide receivers. Over the last five weeks, they're 26th. Um, so they've been given up through the air. If I'm going to take anybody, I think I take Anthony Miller. I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. These Trey questions Quan's are been, really tough. People yeah, ask yeah. real questions here. You know what? Yeah, Maybe with the implied situations. point total being so high for New Orleans, Cincinnati, I do expect a shootout. I'd take Traquan Smith just for the upside better chance to score a touchdown, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. When we come back, uh, if you want to give us a call, 844-843-6879. And uh, we're going to continue breaking down Week 10 for you. Listening to Weekend Fantasy Update, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 